Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You are listening to RNIB Connect Radio. Now it is once more that time of week where we can put those rumbly tumblies to bed and join our brilliant blind chef Ian Gentle as he prepares another fantastic recipe for us. Ian, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Chris. How are you? I'm doing great, yes. It's supposed to be regular show host Jill Barkley of interviewing you today, but when I knew that we were doing a dessert, I really had to get involved and could not <laughs> wait because you have an alliterative dessert in store for us today. It's called pears poached in port with rose chantilly cream, Chris. Pears poached in port. Say that three times very fast. (laughs) It's a party dessert that's fairly simple to make. And what's fantastic, Ian, is last week we obviously spoke about venison casserole, which is another great party dish. So it seems that you've got a lot of great events coming up where you're preparing all these party dishes for us. It's just a way I show off for, for guests in the kitchen. Well, the great thing is you're allowing us all to show off now as you give us all these fantastic recipes, Ian. So what is the first stage of putting together this pears poached in port? Okay, well, the ingredients, and this is for four people, right? So first we need six large pears. Conference or commis is fine. If you're getting commis pears, make sure they're a bit on the firm side. We need a bottle of port, or you could, of course, use a fairly fruity red wine, such as a Shiraz. Four tablespoons of caster sugar and a three-inch long stick of cinnamon. And for the cream, we're going to need half a pint, about 250 ml, of double cream, two tablespoons of icing sugar, and half a teaspoon or so of rose water. Rose water you can get from the baking section of a supermarket. Equipment, we need our beloved Y-shaped peeler, a small sharp knife, a chopping board, a medium saucepan, about six pints, a slotted spoon, a wooden spoon, a whisk, electric or hand, it doesn't matter, two mixing bowls, a talking timer, and four serving bowls. Now for the method, peel the pears with the Y-shaped peeler, going from the top, the stalk end, down to the fat end. Trim off the top and bottom of the pears with the small sharp knife. Cut the pears in half lengthways and then into quarters lengthways. Decore the quarters with the small knife, the bit like we did with the um, apples for the apple pie a couple of weeks ago, except the cut needs to be shallower because it's a much smaller core. Place the pears in the pan with the cinnamon stick and four tablespoons of caster sugar. Cover generously with the port, so leave about an inch on top. Bring to the boil, then reduce to a simmer, cover, and allow to cook for about 40 minutes. Remove the pears and cinnamon stick with a slotted spoon. Discard the cinnamon stick and put the pears into a bowl to cool. Bring the port wine up to a medium boil, just above a simmer. Keep boiling until reduced to about half. And this takes about 15 or 20 minutes. You need to be careful with this, and and I have to, to confess, I sometimes cheat. Reducing a sauce to half is is easily done by people who are sighted, but not so easily done by us. So I sometimes get my wife to have a look first before I start reducing and then afterwards. When it's reduced, decant into a jug and allow to cool. Now note, 
do not put it in the fridge or it can become sort of toffee-like and unpourable. Then cut the cooled pear quarters in half lengthways. The reason you do this, this gives a pleasing colour contrast to your sighted guests between the, the red of the outside of the pear and the greeny white of the inside. Looks really neat. And place into serving bowls. Then for the cream, you pour the double cream into a mixing bowl. Add the two tablespoons of icing sugar and a half teaspoonful of rose water. Then beat with a whisk until thick but still pourable. If you use an electric whisk, be careful not to beat too much. You don't want it stiff. Then taste the cream. And if you want it more rosy, add a little more rose water, like another half teaspoonful if you think fit. It's a matter of taste. Then pour some of the syrup over each portion of pears. And I would allow the diners to help themselves to the uh, Chantilly cream. And the result should taste of pears, port and roses and cream. And that's pears poached in port. Sounds absolutely delicious. Now, Ian, one thing I would say is, and I find this quite surprising as well, but as a nation, we seem to have fallen out of love with pears a little bit. I love pears as a dessert, but why do you think the pear has fallen out of favour a little bit with the British nation? I think there's two reasons for it, Chris. I think one, it's too delicate a flavour for modern palates. Pears are, are, are light flavoured. It's not a very strong flavour. The other is that conference pears, which are the ones you see most, are very often on sale somewhat underripe. So they're very hard and you have to keep them for a while before they soften up. Commis pears, which are the other most popular variety, tend to go soft very quickly. So people think, oh, I can put them in the, in the, in the fruit bowl and leave them for a couple of days. No, they, they go off. So it's slightly more difficult for people to handle them. I love pears. One day soon, I'm going to give a recipe for my pear and parsnip soup, which is absolutely delicious. And we very much look forward to that, Ian. And of course, as well, you did mention at the start of your recipe here that a common variation of this dish is to soak the pears in red wine. Is there any particular reason you prefer port or is it your classic? <laughs> matter of taste. It is a classic matter of taste. I prefer it because there's a lot of sweetness in the port already. It's inherent to it. Whereas if you use a Shiraz, you might need to use a little bit more than the, the four tablespoons of caster sugar. I love the taste and the flavour of port, and it really goes well with the pears. But as I say, there's no reason you shouldn't use a good fruity red wine as a substitute. Well, Ian Gentle, as always, it has been a real pleasure speaking to you. And next week, I might even allow Jill Barkley back on the microphone <laughs> to chat to you because she loves absolutely loves to cook so I should let her back on really and of course remember listeners if you want to get in touch with Ian you can do so via our Twitter page at RNIB Radio or using the contact us button on our fully accessible website rnibconnectradio.org.uk and of course Ian we have all of your previous recipes still on our Audio Boom channel Ian Gentle, thanks once more for your time today and we look forward to speaking to you again. Okay, bye Chris. You are listening to RNIB Connect Radio. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.